I remember after I'd gotten saved during some of the worst seasons of my life, when I was the brokest, when I was the most depressed, I could see God working in my life. I had leveled up to that point at least. But I remember a specific day where I would, I remember I'd look up at the ceiling back then and I would think, man, I wish I could just see you, God. Jesus, I wish I could just see you. I could wrap my mind around not being able to see God per se, because God is everywhere. Too big to be contained in some ways. But Jesus, I, I just wish that I could have a talk with the man himself. I was compelled today to start to study what happened after the crucifixion. I know a lot of the, I, I know pretty much the, the stories before the crucifixion. And I've realized after sitting down to study, I know a lot of the stories after too. I just didn't have them in the right order. Um, so I began to study what happened after the crucifixion. And I kept noticing a pattern. Let's go to John 11. This is the scene where they've gone to look at the tomb. They see that it's empty and they think that someone has taken Jesus's body out of the tomb. And, you know, they've tried to figure it out. They're, they're confused. And John 10 says, then the disciples went away again unto their own home. They, they've kind of given up for the day. All right, let's go. But Mary stood without at the sepulcher, weeping. And as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the sepulcher. Now, let me stop right here. As a man, that's powerful to me. This story is full of examples of Jesus's close male friends giving up a little bit sleeping during watch they leave who stays Mary Magdalene man. salute to the women of God she stood without she stood without at the sepulchre weeping and as she wept she stooped down and looked into to the sepulchre and what is she? She was she waited until they left and had the guts to look inside one more time. Though it's supposed to be though, not only is there supposed to be a dead person in there. It's supposed to be empty because we just looked. Do you know the amount of faith that it takes to look into an empty tomb? Just to see what you see and not just leave like everybody else. I think that's powerful. Let's keep going though. What did she see? And seeth two angels in white sitting, the one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. And they say unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? She saith unto them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they have laid him. And when she had thus said, she turned herself back and saw Jesus standing. That is a powerful scene. I can hear the, the, the music in the movie of this. But this is the pattern that I began to notice. 
she turned herself back and saw Jesus standing. And then it says, and knew not that it was Jesus. And knew not that it was Jesus. Think about that. You've been following this person around who you witnessed do miracles and has prophesied his fate over and over. For, for one, I think it's interesting that they, are, they were so um, confused, although they've been around Jesus and he let them know what, what was going to happen. You know, I, I, he gave them the, a, a pretty good idea of what to expect. So she's mustering up this, she's staying. Maybe she doesn't know why she's staying, but she's staying after everyone's left. She musters up her, musters up her courage. She looks inside again and she sees two angels. That would normally be a hint, right? Then she sees the man himself, but she doesn't recognize him. Isn't that interesting? I had to look, we're just going to keep going. We're going to keep going. They ask her why she's weeping. She turns to see Jesus. Okay, so we're at John 20, 15. Jesus saith unto her, woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? She, supposing him to be the gardener, saith unto him, sir, if thou have borne him hence, Tell me where thou hast laid him, and I will take him away. For some reason, they can't recognize him. They can't see him after the crucifixion. So many days I have prayed, I wish I could just see you and talk to you face to face, Jesus, because I know you're real. Today's Bible study made me realize, so did they. They, for some reason, couldn't see him. Now we're gonna get we're gonna get into more of the patterns. There's more examples of this too. She supposed him to be the gardener. And she's still looking, trying to look after the body. Where's the body at? Jesus saith unto her, Mary. She turned herself and saith unto him, Rabboni, which is to say, Master. Can you imagine that moment? When you're talking to someone you think is the gardener and you're, you're very desperately looking for the body of your recently deceased teacher, who you've witnessed through all these amazing things. And you turn, look around, and you look again, and it's him. You gotta be at what you gotta be asking yourself, what, what, how did I not see this before? So many times in my life, I will pray for a miracle. And it is revealed and and it happens, and I go. Wow, how, how did I not? I'm so glad I see this. I didn't even notice this. I've gone down to the mailbox after 
the rent was due and found out the check's been in the mail. How did I not see this? John 20 and 17 says, Jesus saith unto her, Touch me not, for I have not yet ascended to my father. But go to my brethren and say unto them, I ascend unto my father and your father until my God and your God. And so Mary goes to tell them. For some reason, she didn't recognize him. So then I began to look for more examples of this. Luke 24, 13. Let's go over there. Turn to Luke 24 and 13. I'm going on my little app here. Luke 24, 13. All right, so 12 gives a little bit of the backstory. Then arose Peter and ran into the sepulcher, stooping down. He beheld the linen, uh, wondering what came to pass. And behold, two of them went that same day to a village called Emmaus. So sometimes the Bible will give uh, um, the same events, but from different perspectives. So maybe this is where they were going. Who knows? When Mary Magdalene was waiting, I don't know. So um, behold, two of them went that same day to a village called Emmaus which was from Jerusalem, about three score furlongs. And they talked together of all these things which had happened. I would imagine like, yo, this is crazy. Like the homie, like what? The homie was saying all this stuff and they they crucified him. He took a thief up with him. A thief was some, uh, the thief that was on the cross next to him leaned over and said, I thought I heard him say something. And he's gone now. And his body's gone. Now, I wonder how many of them say, man, I'm sure he's going to turn up. You know, you know, you know, he has, he, you know, the story ain't over with him. I wonder how many people said that, you know. 15 says, and it came to pass while they communed together and reasoned Jesus himself. The man himself drew near and went with them. Luke 24 and 16 says, but their eyes were holden that they should not know him. This immediately, as a word nerd, made me try to look up what the word holden means. And a lot, of, you know, first I had to skip past Holden Caulfield, you know, catcher in the rye stuff. Holden says to have or keep in the hand, grasp, to set aside, reserve, or retain, to hold a reservation. Their eyes were set aside. If your story is to be anything like Jesus, I've been saying it a lot, you better be ready for some people, close people to you, not to recognize you. And you have to understand there's a reason for it. 17 says, and he said unto them, what manner of communications are these that ye have one to another as ye walk and are sad? He's, he's in like his new form, kind of just checking in on people. And the one of them whose name was Cleopas answering said unto him, art thou only a stranger in Jerusalem and has not known and has not known the things which are come to pass there in these days? This is the degree that they really don't see who they're talking to. They don't, they're talking to someone. And 
this is someone that they've been around and they don't recognize it. And I've been looking around at different theories. And um, I think it's like some people say his form was different. It seems to me that he can take different forms after this. Now, that makes me really think I've heard this saying, be careful how you treat strangers. You never know if you might be in the company of angels. There's another story about uh, an old man went to go knock on people's doors. The first door he came to, they slammed it in his face. The second door he came to, it, it, uh, they, they didn't help him out. The third door, they let him in, gave him a great place to stay, and it turned out he was a king. He was a king. And after that, they reward, he rewarded that house. You see? I've heard parables like this. This makes me think about how I treat people in my everyday life, strangers. Enemies, anybody. Especially strangers, though. The homeless, people you think. Look, for some reason, Mary Magdalene thought he was a gardener. Mary Magdalene thought he was a gardener. This is like a double entendre, because if you apply it to yourself, some people may not see your value. But there's a purpose to it. That's what it says. And then if you apply it outward, be careful how you treat others, because you don't know if you're in the presence of a king or a queen. That is so powerful. 19. And he said unto them, what things? And they said unto them, and they said unto him, concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was a prophet, mighty indeed, and word before God and all the people. They keeping it real about the homie. I respect that. Talk good about me when I'm not around. If we ever had any type of friendship or relationship or anything, talk good about me when I'm not around. Tell my story right. Yeah, I like that. I like that they kept that energy. And how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and have crucified him. But we trusted that it had been he which should have redeemed Israel. And beside all this, today is the third day since these things were done. They really letting them know like, man, we've been going through it, man. It's crazy out here. 22 says, yea, and certain women also of our company made us astonished, which were early at the sepulcher. And when they found not his body, they came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels, which said that he was alive. They're like, whoa. And certain of them, which were with us, went to the sepulcher and found it even so as the women had said, but him they saw not. They're not talking like they fully believe that Jesus is who he really said he is, too. They're telling a story, but when Mary Magdalene and them came to tell her, like, tell them about the angels and stuff. So this, this is definitely after that. Um, they didn't, they're kind of talking like, mm, I don't know, man. He was saying this, but it's been three days. Be prepared for people to one, not see you for who you really are. But also treat people well, right? And the next thing is, what does Jesus say here? He says here at 25, 
Then he said unto them, O fools, <laughs> O fools, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? 27. And the beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. He ran down the list. And they drew nigh unto the village whither they went, and he made as though he would have gone further. He was about to keep going. He was about to keep going. He, he surprise, I know all this stuff. It's me, y'all. Maybe he was testing them. Huh? Maybe he was testing them to see if they really believed when he wasn't there. Because how many of us wish that we could see how our loved ones feel about us when talked to by a stranger? How many of us wish we could do that? So I understand that. Shoot. I want to know what you say. I want to know if you really believe I am who I say I am. And he made it seem like he was going to go further. 29, but they constrained him saying, abide with us for it is toward evening and the day is far spent. And he went to tarry with them and it came to pass. They still, I think, don't recognize him. And he came to pass as he sat at meat with them. Pause if y'all are immature, but I'm never going to say that again. And he took bread, not in here, and blessed it and break and gave to them. And their eyes were opened. And they knew him. And then he vanished out of their sight. That's smooth. That's a little, that's smooth. Yo, let's go eat. Jesus was always like, he was kind of a carnivore. You know what I mean? He was always looking for like, yo, who got the, who got the steaks, the mutton, the whatever he was eating. You know what I mean? I always look for the, for a little, uh, nuances in the in the character of Jesus that show that he is this embodiment as well of God. God always liked in the in the Old Testament burnt sacrifices of, of animals and stuff. The meat, the smell of the meat. You know, God was a bit of a grill master, you know what I mean? So I, I find that interesting. He's always looking like look, look, let's go get let's go get a steak or something. You know? I like that. Um and he, he, he showed who he was right there. And their eyes were opened and they knew him and he vanished. 31. And their eyes were opened and they knew him and he vanished. So this is another instance of for some reason he's got this other form and then he chooses to show who he is. And I think to myself, when I pray for my miracles, sometimes I complain that I can't talk to Jesus. I can't see him. And then it's like, boom, he's, this worked. This magical, amazing coincidence that some people would call just happened. Bow, there's evidence that my prayer worked. And then it says he vanished. That is what happens today. When I pray, I just described it. That's what happens, man. I think that's amazing. I think that means we're not alone in that thought. Wish I could see you. Oh, there you are. Oh, man, are you going to? Oh, okay. Still there. 
because you never know, right? I think that's great. I think that that adds more understanding to my everyday life, man. And they said to one another, did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us by the way? And while he opened to us the scriptures, they're kicking themselves, man. How there was no alarm. There was no, there was no, how did we not know it was him until just now? When you become what you're supposed to become, the thing that you knew you were and were trying to let people know you were, I do music. I be telling people I'm the best rapper alive currently. I, I be telling people that. And a lot of people be like, all right, yeah, okay. And then a project drop, and they go, oh, wow. I can identify with it. But when you become what you're supposed to become, when you accomplish that mission, some of your loved ones are going to be kicking themselves like, oh, how did I not see this? How did I not see this? What? This is insane. And, and you know what? He was saying it too. How did I not see this? I've heard someone say maybe it's to protect you from them slowing you down. Maybe some people have to not see who you are in modern times, like talking about us. Maybe some people have to not see who you are so you can really get that self-determination, that self-motivation to be who you really are without them, you know, all because sometimes like when people really, really like what you do, sometimes they turn into yes men or yes women. Sometimes they just agree with everything you do and that can stagnate you. So maybe people sleeping on you helps you perfect who you really are and, and helps you determine how bad you really want this thing that you say you are. You see what I'm saying? How bad do you really want this future you say you want? Are you willing to work on it when they sleep on you? Are you willing to make sure to tell them that this is who you are? Are you are you able to keep working even when they ignore everything that you're saying time and time again? How bad? You know, I like that. Uh, you can apply this. This is just me applying it to different, different things. But let's go back to the story. For some reason in this story, they just did not recognize him until he made himself known to them. And I just went through some of the reasons, maybe that could be in the story and maybe the reasons people might sleep on you just to clarify what just happened. So they wondered, how do we not see this man? And they rose up in the same hour and returned to Jerusalem and found the 11 and they told them basically what's going on. And they told what things were done and how he was known. And as thus spake, this is 36, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and saith unto them, peace be unto you. Jesus might be trying to speak peace into your life while you're sitting trying to figure out what's going on. Jesus might be trying to speak peace into your life. Do you notice him? thinking out loud i guess but they were terrified and affrighted and supposed they had seen a spirit so he showed up oh my goodness 
what's happening with Jesus? Oh man, this is crazy. We we were walking with this old dude, man. And we was talking to him. And then and, and all of a sudden, he started telling the stories like he was Jesus, right? That's crazy. But did you you saw that, Peter? And then Peter probably, like, yeah. Simon, yeah. Yeah, I seen it. I was there. You know what I'm saying? And while they're talking, Jesus shows up right in the middle of them and says, peace be unto you. And they go, ah, oh my God, it's a ghost. What? What? They freak out. That's funny to me to imagine that scene right there. And he said unto them, why are ye troubled? And why do thoughts arise in your hearts? Behold my hands and my feet that it is myself. Handle me and see, for a spirit hath not flesh and bones, as ye see me have. He's a little bit more than a ghost now. He's a little bit more than a ghost now. So, though the disciples were around, and they, they heard in prophecy a lot of this stuff, they were freaking out. They were scared. I think that is fascinating. And he said unto them, oh, okay. Uh, and when he had thus spoken, he showed them his hands and feet. Sometimes you have to show your loved ones who you really are. Even though they're supposed to know, even though they've been around you the longest, this is, ooh, this, to musicians, this is the best advice I can give you. You better be ready for your family. Hey, God, I, I'm not even going to speak negative over you, but, and, and God bless you if your family supports you. But a lot of us out here are having to do this music thing on our own with our family just sitting around acting like we're nothing at it. Like, it's not that, maybe not like we're nothing, but like, all right, it ain't that serious. I have said, thank God. My family has never just explicitly, well, not my immediate family, has never just explicitly been like, nah, you're trash at music, quit. Be devastating. But some people have had to go through that. Some people, there's somebody in a basement or in a, in a closet pause right now that is recording great, great music. And if they go show it to a sibling or talk to their parent about it, they'll act like it's not that dope. Or to the homie, the homie will act like it's great, but will not do anything to help spread the message. You know how many people I've been around that have connections, that know people. You know who I'm talking about. I'm talking to you. I know someone, and look, I'm not going to put your name out there. I know someone right now who knows someone who has connections to the most famousest people in the world. And they have known I do music. They've, they've known I do music for a long time. And not one time have they brought me up, sent a song, none of that. None of it. And they wonder why I look at them with a side eye. You post it. What? what? I'm not going to beg you to do it, but mm, you see it. Sorry. Um, you better be ready for some of your family to sleep on you. But sometimes you got to let them know who you are. And that's what he keeps doing. It feels like a test, though. I could be wrong, but it feels like it's like, all right, what are you, what are you acting like when you don't think I'm around? 
And some people be acting fake when you're not around. So I, I get that. You ever get the feeling your ears are ringing? There's a little joke that says that means somebody talking about you. So every time my ears start ringing, I go, hey, I hope they're talking good, man. Hope you're talking good about me. No matter what we got going through, I hope you're not representing me as, you know, the bad guy if you say we cool. I hope I have protection in that way. So anyway, um, so another example we see, another example we see, and I'm going to continue my studies, but I, I really wanted to speak on how powerful that was to me. So many times I wished I could see Jesus. And if I had just kept on in my studies, I would have understood that right in the story. So did they, you know, so did they. But they still, they still were used to spread the message. Even though they slept on it. And I have to work on that because when I see people sleeping on me or when I, when I, look, I'm a, hey, I'm not going to put your name out there, but there's somebody who, you know, I did business with. And in our last interaction, you know, I'm not going to put your name out there, but I have, I, I lost someone an artist the first artist that um i really uh started to work with that was around my age in the city maybe not but like in my in my class pck cully somebody came to me and said they used his name like yeah man and they started talking about the situation and then I was like, all right, we'd work together at one point. And they made it seem like, yeah, do this for Cully. You know what I mean? Like, uh, they they threw his name a, a little bit in there. Like, oh, this is crazy. And then the day came to do the business we spoke about on the, on the music side. And this person flaked. Like... I clearly have something that is kind of not that pressing that I'm going to do and I'm not going to make this what we talked about a priority today. And so I was like, that's weird. And I was like, all right, I don't know what you want. I don't really like how you're moving. All right. And I kind of just fell back. Time continued to pass. And, uh, I'm doing my thing. I'm leveling up in what I'm doing. And I see this person, you know, on social media, you can hit the like button, the heart button. Interacting with posts. I'm like, okay. So I get another opportunity on a bigger platform. Bigger platform. Like right now, I'm my, my situation, I'm very happy with my situation. I'll put it like that. I'm very happy with my situation as far as uh, streaming goes. I'm happy. You know? So I go, all right, even though this person did something weird, let's try this again. Even though this person did something weird, let's try this again. So I reach out, yo, da, 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 blah, blah, blah. This person who came to my page to interact with my posts says something with some attitude in it. I'm not even going to put the... Some like, I thought you didn't F with me. 
And I tried a bunch of times to say it nice, but it ended up just being, hey, no, I didn't because you threw the homie name out there, but I'm trying to work still. Like, what is you on? Like, are you done being weird? And I left it at that. I left it at that because to me, that's like, all right. And so now after doing this Bible study, God's working on my heart. Like, look, man. I don't know if I'm going to work with that person, but there's a couple people like that out there. So I got to figure out how to navigate that. I don't really, it's hard for me to um, deal with what I perceive to be blatant disrespect, especially about a dead homie. Um, RIP, you know, rest in power to PCK Cully. I don't like putting myself out there like that multiple times. Because a lot of times people don't care. They're so caught up in their own emotions. They don't understand what they even did to make you fall back from them in the first place. So it's like, I don't even want to expend the energy because you don't care about what I'm saying. You don't see me for who I am. But I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to get better. This Bible study shows me I got some more things to work on. Now, he did vanish on him, though. You know what I mean? But... Yeah, I, I just wanted to to document this revelation I had. I might share this. I'm not going to delete it, but I, I'll probably put this put this up uh, on the underground underground page. But yeah, Bible study is great.